When chaos begins to emerge in our world, where can we go to remind ourselves of hopeful humans that are helping to create a more compassionate world? Each month in the Restorative Pulse podcast, tune in as we feature thought leaders creating innovation, innovative change in our world and in our systems, from the macro level to the micro level, in our schools, healing spaces, and beyond. I'm Julie Johnson, founder of Integrate Network, and this is the Restorative Pulse podcast. Hey everyone, it's Julie Johnson, um, founder of co-founder of Integrate Network and the Restorative Pulse podcast. Today we have um, Eve Andre, who's on, who's hosting our workshop, uh, a workshop on February 10th on um, holding grief. And um, she's going to be talking a little bit more about um, this process she's going to be using in that workshop and how it relates to um, to grief and processing all the different kinds of grief. So, all right, Eve, go for it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm always excited to meet with you and to have these conversations. I think it's uh, such a valuable thing, especially now to be able to connect in this way and, and share a little bit about, you know, our individual tools and ways to process just everything that's going on in the world right now, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, it's a lot going on. And I think that, you know, um, I've seen um, more and more just people giving themselves the permission to explore things like grief. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, because it's different for everyone. And I think that, you know, personally, the approach that I take and the ways that I process my own grief are just very intimate and personal. And um, I, I love being able to share that with other people just to kind of connect and also um, tell my story in that way. But yeah, I, I feel like I just, I know grief so well and it's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And, you know, it shouldn't be that way, I, I don't think. But, uh, but it's, it's my, my life, you know, I've, I've had just very challenging um, situations in my life. And I feel like I have a very deep connection with grief, especially recently, and being able to explore it through, through art. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I love that you're, I mean, one, I love that we're exploring this. And two, um, I love how that how you are able to identify and connect the dots and where grief has shown up in your life, you know, mm -hmm. from a, from an early age. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about embodying grief. So, um, why can that be challenging? Yeah, it's, I think it's just different for everyone. I, I personally, you know, I relate to my grief, um, knowing that the root of it has just been loss and, and devastation and mm -hmm. just very painful experiences. And, you know, I personally didn't grow up in a culture that honors the rhythmic nature of emotions and feelings and how um, experiences and things like grief come in waves. And so, you know, it, it wasn't very easy to access my grief or to actually be feel safe enough to explore it or to even connect with it. So, you know, 
I've learned over the years, especially as an adult, and the more I've, I've explored my healing, is that grief can have a really, you know, deep impact on the body in many different ways. And I think that sometimes grief can take over and it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel, you know, painful. And I think it's, it's sometimes it's less about feeling it and, and more about just surviving it and being able to, to move through it in a way that assures that we'll come out alive on the other side. And I think that for a lot of people, you know, being in their body is painful and experiencing the many ways that grief manifests is painful and it's just different every day and even with the proper tools and resources it's it's uh, necessary to just kind of register where you are in the moment and and take what you need which can be a challenge to identify so i think you know with grief it's can be unpredictable and it can be you know um, like opening, opening a box that, you know, that's so much stuff inside that you just have no idea what's going to come out next. And I think that sometimes it, it can be like waves crashing and sometimes it can just be a little bit more manageable. But I think that's why like being in the body and experiencing grief at that level um, sometimes is doable and sometimes it's just not. That's the reality. And I, I think that that's a really powerful statement. And I think allowing the space to just allow ourselves to not be, to like, it just doesn't feel safe. You know what I mean? Like that's a very, um, that's a very uh, self-honoring um, gift to offer oneself, in my opinion, <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. And, and learning to sit with grief is also, um, it's a practice in self-advocacy too, because I think that especially the, the more we look for resources, there, there might be sometimes where you learn something or someone says something like, this is the way grief should look, or this is the way you process grief, or these are the, the steps to go through with grief. And it's so you, we have these like structures or these like ideas of grief, but I've found that I've had to advocate for myself and saying, you know, this is how I'm grieving right now. This is how I'm handling this. This is how I'm managing this. This is what I can manage. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. Like, this is where I'm at right now. Um, this is what my experience is right now. And this is what can sustain me right now. Um, because again, sometimes it's less about like actively resolving grief or moving through grief and more about just surviving grief um, because sometimes the waves crash harder right totally no that makes total sense that makes total sense um okay so okay so let's talk a little bit more about how you use art um to kind of meet that need for being with grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've learned how to do this and have identified it um, through just practice. And, and, you know, the word grief only recently actually started coming up in my work. And I realized like, wow, okay, so this is what it's called. This is what I'm going to name it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's basically like, for me, it's an umbrella. I mean, underneath that umbrella is just a variety of different feelings, emotions, sensations. And it helps me personally to 
to name it as grief. And it, through art, it's just been an, a gentle introduction to get to know my grief and to get to see it, to visualize it. And so by visualizing it, by being able to see it, by being able to illustrate it, um, that's also a way of naming it and containing it. Because a lot of times grief can feel very spacious, very heavy, very overwhelming, very unpredictable. And so through art um, and the use of color, texture, shape, I'm able to visualize the grief and sit with it on my own terms and in my own way. So um, it's been such a very powerful way to also see how it changes from moment to moment and how it can change over the span of a few minutes if I can track um, you know, the colors and I can track how I'm feeling. So it's, it's just been very interesting to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk out, can you talk a little bit about like movement a little bit? Cause I know that's a part of the workshop you're doing. Mm -hmm. How, and I've heard a little bit of this, but I want to, I always, everyone has a different spin and I use a different language on it. So I like to ask, mm -hmm. how do you see like movement and yoga being able to process grief and is it different than how we process trauma help yoga to process trauma I opinion? think yeah and specifically with grief what comes up for me and this is what I tend to do is like I I reflect on the practices that have been helpful for me and try to kind of form it in a way that's accessible for people but for me with grief it's more of uh slowing down and um, introducing ways to gently and compassionately hold, hold the space with yourself. And so I think that with movement, um, it can be helpful to just kind of um, move some of the energy through your body. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to use more of like literal holding the body. So different shapes in which you feel supported by your own self and have a felt sense of um, perhaps your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly or the felt sense of an embrace. Um, and that's just kind of a way to, to acknowledge that there is pain, to acknowledge that there is sadness, to acknowledge that there is sorrow and kind of having a balance of that movement and circulating that energy, but also the, the pause, the opportunity for rest, the opportunity for release. And I think that I feel for a long time, I avoided grief because it felt so exhausting mm -hmm. and it felt so unpredictable and scary. Mm -hmm. And through movement and holding, I've been able to kind of release the grip and soften, soften the experience um, and slowly remove resistance, which uh, made the process more painful in the beginning but I've learned to kind of just sit with myself. It's almost, and I've learned this a lot with my child, like she's three and a half and being able to sit with her and, and see her emotions and honor her emotions by being able to do that with her, I, I use that with myself. And, and that comes in the way of holds. Yeah, so holding oneself. I, and I love um, Peter Levine's um, inspired illustrations you do. Um, mm -hmm. Isn't that, those are his, right? Yeah, so the five the five step self holding 
um, the compassion it holds, that's, those are Peter Levine's. Um, I also shared a series of holds for grief. And this actually just came up when I had lost someone in my life. Um, and this was recently. Um, and so just kind of like, there's, there's a level of, of uneasiness in my body. I feel like the anxiety, I feel like the inability to sit still. And then there was just one day where I was like, I'm just going to plop right here. There is nothing to do. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what tool to use. Like, I don't know what to do with myself, but I'm just going to sit here. And what naturally came for me was like, there is nothing to do. There is nowhere to go. I'm just going to sit here and, and explore what feels, what feels supportive right now. And for me, that was holding myself the way I'd hold my daughter if she was hurting. And so that came in the form of just whether that be like static holds and just holding myself or caressing or massaging or just some self-touch. And that felt very reassuring for me. Um, And I also wanna say that it's taken time to get to this point where I can identify this in my own body. And so just to be mindful of, again, you know, what may work for someone may not work for you in this moment. And so it's just being aware of what feels supportive for you and just what doesn't and trying to honor that as best as you can. But for me, that's, that's where that came from. And um, that's a graphic I made that just reflects on just how we can be more compassionate with ourselves when we're hurting. Um, and also recognizing that those parts of ourselves that are hurting, that are sorrowful, even if they come up frequently, because I, I hear a lot from people where it's like, well, I'm grieving all the time. And I feel like I'm sad all the time. And I have sorrow all the time. Um, Those parts are lovable. And those parts deserve care and space and time, um, no matter how long it takes. Because sometimes I feel like I've just been grieving all my life. And it's like, when does this end? But I've just learned how to kind of move with it and honor it. Yeah, no, I think that's a really valid point, you know, and something, which is why we're spending so much time on grief is because I posted a couple of things around grief when I noticed some of the ambiguous loss and I, we got such a strong response. Now this is how integrate makes decisions. Integrate is the, probably the anti-business model business model. And that like, we literally just follow follow the need, right? Because I'm also like, I make decisions based off of universal design, which is what I well established now, you know, but that's it is you always are following the need, right? So like anytime I make like a marketing plan, I'm like, throw that out the window. Another need just came up to further. So like, but that's okay. Like, that's cool. It works for the community and it, you know, whatever. So I was like, well, clearly we need to be able to create a container for a, a lengthy amount of time on here to explore grief, hence why we are here <laughs> and why we're here doing these things. And, you know, one of the things that came came to me as I was watching people respond and I was watching DMs and emails were coming in was the concept of um, what we will have people on here coming to talk about this that are experts in this, um, but it's an exploratory thing for me. It's disenfranchised grief and ambiguous loss. And um, those are all big terms, but they but it's what a lot of people right now in, I think, even now, even more so now, even, I think, even before, in my opinion, this may be not be everyone's experience, but this is just what I'm hearing from other people, is that more, because now we have, at this point in time, or 
in the United States um, are intense collective trauma perpetrator has shifted not saying that the trauma and the stuff isn't there anymore but the perpetrator is no longer there which is a big thing for anyone that's been through trauma like when that safety when that things start to move right and i think that's i think i i wouldn't say that's a universal thing but i I know that's a lot of trauma survivors experiences is when the perpetrator is out of the space Mm -hmm things start to come up, right? Because the nervous system is in survival mode. So now we're in some level of a, I wouldn't say safe, but like a more safe mm-hmm, <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing that a lot this week in particular as people are starting to have these emotions coming up, you know, and these things that are starting to come up. And, you know, and, you know, and I, and Corey calls it like disenfranchised grief. It's that intersection of grief and trauma. Mm-hmm. Corey, by the Corey Angel, of, um, if you follow her on Instagram, she's a palliative nurse and a restorative yoga teacher that specializes in pregnancy and infant loss. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, she, I just did her podcast yesterday. I just, uh, it's the one before this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but she talks about that, you know, about the intersection of grief and trauma. And um, I just want to bring, I always have been trying to bring that to light because I think that for Integrate, which started out as like, trauma-informed and now we're more like just like the human experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've shifted a little bit you know I think that that's really relative so and I and I just and and naming those things like ambiguous it's not just loss of like a loved one you know but there's also like um loss of your life before there was you know like loss of your pre-COVID life right there's a sense of ambiguous loss around that disenfranchised grief that many people that I've heard, learned you know who've gone through pregnancy and infant loss you know that's like a whole different kind of disenfranchised grief which she labels that I posted on Instagram today Corey calls it let me quote her it's a grief we don't think we are allowed to have mm-hmm. and I love that these two things timed it so well itself so well together by just our schedules because I was like that's so great we get to talk about disenfranchised grief and then we get to kind of find the language around it, which we talk about all the time on here and then sort of have a space to explore it with your workshop. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. And it's such a layered experience. And absolutely. I think that it's, it's very much like the work I do with um, survivors of trauma and that it's, it's very necessary to, to slowly learn how to allow ourselves to feel what we feel. Mm-hmm. whatever that may be and we have just so much information coming from all sides that can sometimes invalidate that uh, our feelings and invalidate our experience especially if we're folks from marginalized communities and so I think that when we slow down and when we make that space to honor our feelings and make choices and advocate for ourselves in these spaces um, it can make a huge impact. And I think, you know, in, in speaking about grief and and sometimes, you know, we can grieve things that it's 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 interesting. Like I feel like sometimes I feel like I can grieve things that never even happened or grieve something that you know never will happen. And it's just that, that sense of deep sorrow that that just things are different or that things will never be a certain way because of 
a certain event or because of something that's currently happening. And it's, yeah, it's, again, it's so layered. And I think that through art, I, I envision it as just like this huge landscape of that's constantly changing. Mm. And through art, we can tap into, you know, what we see in that landscape visually, like visually what's there and how can we describe this grief? How can we describe this experience visually so that we're able to contain it and hold it in one space? Uh, and that's a way of honoring. That's a way of, of affirming this is what's true for me now, which I think for a lot of, uh, for myself as a trauma survivor is very empowering mm. and can serve as a stepping stone for, for you know, what's next in my healing journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so you have your um, workshop on February 10th. And um, if you sign up by January 25th, then you will send, you can send, you will send supplies, right? Okay. Yes, I'll send supplies. I, I think that um, uh, it's helpful to have just everything ready to go, especially right now. It's just so much going on. It's, it's helpful to just have what you need and just show up. So I'll be sending supplies out, everything you'll need for the workshop. And, and it's, it's a, an opportunity to be in community and to witness each other and to witness ourselves and to move through this experience um, on your own terms. And that's kind of the way I do my workshops in that it's, it's very um, loosely structured but there is, you know, very concrete guidance so that you're able to kind of explore. It's, it's almost like we're going to the landscape together and you're going to do the exploring and, and do that on your own terms, which is, um, again, um, can be empowering. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're excited about it. Thank you for coming on here and talking about it. I'm excited to have you on again, talking more about grief in the future. I have a feeling we'll be talking about it a lot in this year. I think yeah. this in universal design is where we're at probably for the year. The topics and, and things that need to be brought to the table these days. Yeah. So, And that's okay. That's okay. That's what's needed right now. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's how I make my decisions. I'm always like, okay, grief and people need to know how to do things intersectionally with other people so like that's where we're at so I'm like well so intersectional grief like and I love that you brought up Latina how like you know being part of the Latinx community I was like I love how you just brought that in by the way so and that's what I love about integrate general is people that just naturally comes in no matter what the topic is it's just people's cultural awareness and um, experiences around grief are so different that's what I love about this whole mm -hmm. thing I love it yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting with folks. Um, I've, yeah, if you look on my Instagram, my most recent posts are, posts are all about grief. I'm like, oh. I'm not, I'm just going with the flow. Like this is what's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll talk, well, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Bye. Bye. Bye.